Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Today I will be speaking with our Chief Compliance Officer, Joe McQuaid, about this topic of fiduciary. If you don't know the difference between fiduciary standard and the brokerage standard, you should listen to this podcast. The thought for the day, consider what being a fiduciary actually means as it pertains to you. There are a lot of impact that being a fiduciary has, um, most importantly, with just the ability to hide commissions. Um, that alone, I think, is worth listening to this podcast, but there's other things as well. So that's the thought. The action is, once you understand the difference, I think the action is pretty clear. Find yourself a fiduciary to oversee your particular situation. There's nothing like having someone that's bound by that fiduciary standard. And after you listen to this podcast, I think you'll understand that. Um, whether it's here or somewhere else, I think it's absolutely crucial that this is the standard that you have for managing your own personal situation. Joe McQuaid, Chief Operating Officer of Family Fortune Financial. And today we're joined by Eric Flagel, Managing Director of Family Fortune Financial. Good afternoon, Eric. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Uh, today we have an extremely important topic, uh, which is fiduciary. What exactly does fiduciary mean? So in a very high level, a fiduciary is someone that has financial responsibility over something. Um, it could be a lawyer taking a say through a transition. They're a fiduciary. Um, it's, it's just basically the person that has that financial responsibility. And it is a responsibility. This isn't something that you can abdicate. If you do, if you mismanage something, you know, there are consequences to it. So there is a legit financial responsibility that you have daily as a fiduciary. And why is this an important facet of family fortune financial? So we really have four pillars, and I'd say this one's probably the most important, but it's fiduciary, access, transparency, and community. Um, it's, it's, they're kind of like children, they're hard to pick, but this one's important because it is the, what guides what we do every single day. Um, and I find it very interesting that it's not mandatory in the United States to have the fiduciary standard the way it is in say like the UK or Canada. Um, we have two standards, we have a fiduciary standard and a brokerage standard. Um, and what we, when I say fiduciary, I say we abide by the fiduciary standard. We actually stopped uh, working with the, the, the brokerage standard. And there's two main consequences from it. One, as a fiduciary, I'm responsible every single day to make sure that what a client has is appropriate. Like that's what a fiduciary stands by and that's what they have to do. Um, from a brokerage standpoint side, they say that their responsibility ends once the product has been sold. So on the day of the sale, if it was appropriate on that day, that's important. Um, and that's really kind of where their responsibility ends. Uh, if their situation dramatically changes a week later, they're not responsible for that. They're responsible on the day that it was sold. Um, in our world, it, it really it never ends. And that's not to say that all those people are bad. I mean, there's really good people that are under the brokerage standard as well. I just like to be under the fiduciary standard because it, there's no question. Like that is where it is. The other, the other kind of lack of a conflict of interest, which the brokerage standard does not take away, is commissions. So when you're under the fiduciary standard, you cannot charge commissions. Um, and so there's zero incentive to do anything 
that's not in the client's best interest because there's no carrot you know being dangled out there and you see that in you know certain products that may have a four or five you know sometimes like a nine or ten percent commission that someone is going to get paid and the, the sad part about it is it's not usually fully disclosed either but someone's getting paid a large amount of money to sell a particular product to someone we don't even have that conflict of interest i don't have the ability to do that to anybody so when people hear me say hey you should you know pursue this particular it doesn't matter it's just purely if this is what's best for you we get paid a flat fee there's no commissions and i find that um people tend to be they're really aligned with who's paying them so if the client's paying me and there's no one else paying me i'm aligned to them if a big company is paying me big commissions and that's kind of where i get my ideas from and that's where i get my paycheck that's how i feed my family and live my life I will be very connected and, and really kind of aligned with them. So we take all that away as a fiduciary, no commissions, no conflict of interest, and looking at things every single day for clients. Isn't every financial professional a fiduciary? No. Really, it's a, you're either going to be that brokerage standard, uh, which I would say the majority, I think it's 90 plus percent of advisors in America are, are under that, that suitability standard. Um, and then you have the fiduciary standard that the rest of people are. And it, it is, it's not something that people even know to ask, but it is a definite difference in the way that you look and approach um, a client relationship. Primarily, you'll see it with the commissions. That's going to be the biggest difference. And there certainly are uh, enormous differences between the brokerage standard and a fiduciary standard. Can you give an example of potentially a structure or a product um, where there could be a very different approach depending on what side uh, of the relationship you're on? Yeah, I think, I mean, probably the two that come to mind, the easiest one is annuities. Um, annuities have very large, anything that has what's called a surrender charge typically has a big commission baked into it. And so anything you have to hold, and what, it, what a surrender charge is, is you hold it for a period of time, and if you get out of it early, then the client is penalized. And it, and it could be anywhere from three to 10 years. Um, but anything that has that where the client has to hold it is typically is going to have a nice size commission for the advisor. And that's what you'll typically see with annuities. They'll pay an advisor, you know, and I don't know when people will listen to this, but, you know, a percent up to 4%, sometimes more to, to, to sell this product. And then the client is locked in. And so it's like, and again, it goes back to that suitability. How is that suitable? Cause you don't know what's going to happen in the future as a fiduciary. Like I need to prepare my client for the ability to make decisions, you know, based on whatever their situation may be. So it would be unsuitable in a fiduciary world to sell something that has that kind of commission and structure. Meanwhile, in, in the registered advisor world, um, there, we don't get paid commissions. So that takes away a lot of the cost of the annuity chassis and you can, you, you know, it just strips out a ton of the cost and it adds a lot more flexibility because as a fiduciary, you need to be able to be nimble. One of the other ways that you see it is just purely with some of the private investments that we, uh, that we invest in. Typically, because they don't have this, you know, kind of large mechanism that has a name behind it, like, you know, investment banks and whatnot, they're smaller, they'll pay a commission because they want to get people attracted to what they do. Uh, but what ends up happening is, again, you know, the client's going to be paying anywhere three, seven, nine percent on this particular item, and it might be a good investment. 
it may be a very good investment, even with a commission baked into it. But when you strip it out and a client has, let's say it's a $100,000 investment, and instead of them starting at $91,000, they are starting at $100,000, they get an immediate 9% bump. You can see how no matter what you do, your total return is going to be better. And a lot of times, from a fiduciary standpoint, your total return is going to be is going to far exceed anything that would happen in a brokered world because you're not paying the commissions and it all that excess that you have compounds on itself and you just end up with more money and and in a better place as a client you had mentioned before that the majority of financial representatives or financial advisors uh, are still on that broker dealer standard um, how do you see the future of the industry changing that's a really good question. I, I like thinking about the future of our industry because I, I see a lot of dynamic changes and, and really a lot of it comes from technology. You know, the transparency that you can see on things is really kind of forcing people to have tougher conversations. You can't hide, you know, commissions the way that you used to. Even, even bonds, I think, um, their spreads have been kind of stripped out and shown over the past couple of years. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a cool time to be, I think, a client. And I think you know, very similar to these other countries, we will be forced to be fiduciaries. I don't see really any way around it because the conflict of interests are too great. Like, you know, it's detrimental to give someone bad advice. Like it, it is legacy damaging when you are kind of locked into, you know, some type of annuity product and you can't get out and you're effectively getting paid back your own money over your lifetime without a real ability to grow because your, your fees are, you know, three, 4% all in as opposed to really having a dynamic professional look at all the options that are out there and put you into something that, invest you in something that might be more appropriate, um, pay you the same amount of income, but give you the ability to grow by stripping out not just all the costs, but then putting those costs back into your own pocket and letting it, you know, it can compound on itself. So I see a massive shift going towards that fiduciary standard, if not a mandated one, um, and I see people getting better advice because of it. I see commissions being stripped out because of it. And truthfully, again, because of technology, you, you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing it happen now with things like, you know, these low-cost platforms, Betterment and whatnot, um, and the entry level. And I think, uh, you know, when you get to have more wealth, I say five, ten, you know, plus million dollars, you really start to need a professional to kind of put all these pieces together because things become very overwhelming. But, you know, at least on the lower marginal levels, you know, that, that fiduciary or that daily, uh, you know, asset allocation, one, it's almost been automated. And I, I don't think you can automate dynamic planning when you get up higher in the, in the higher, in the higher ranks, but you can mandate transparency and you can mandate that fiduciary standard and the stripping out of commissions that we're, that is going to really kind of make our industry a lot more clear and a lot more helpful to people. Well, I couldn't agree more. I think this is an extremely important topic, and uh, it was great discussing it with you today. Thank you very much, Joe. And I just want to also reiterate, like at Family Fortune, we are fiduciaries. Like we do not, uh, you know, we do not take commissions. Um, we also are not like a hybrid. So there is this world right now where you can call yourself a fiduciary and you can be an RIA, but you can also still keep a license and do commission-based trades. It's a, it's a weird kind of, it's a ruse to a degree. Um, I, find it be, I find it to be very disingenuous, but we're not that either. We're a pure RIA where we cannot charge commissions ever. We actually get clients that get commission checks back in the mail, you know, four or five, six figure checks because we don't take them.
And I think it's super important that clients know that was what was there, but we don't take it. And that money goes right back in their pocket and helps them grow in the future. It's a pure thing. It's not a hybrid thing. If people are looking for like a fiduciary, make sure it's a pure fiduciary. 100%, no kind of side pocket, you know, deals or potential to do, no commissions at all. Super important. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank you. you. Yeah.